Hello. Hello. We are looking at each other while we do this. Three feet away from each other. There are no lags. There are no FaceTimes. There are just face times. Oh, hey, really, really good. (laughs) Thank you. I have been on my, while on my pun bit game this trip, my speaking motor skill game (laughs) has taken a deep slide down it's been two and a half days and the number of times that Brooke has had to stop in the middle of something she's saying because it is nonsense is frankly astonishing and like not not unintentional nonsense no no no. like I've my new thing I I will I would stop mid whatever I was doing and like take a deep breath Mm -hmm. like and this happened stone cold sober at any time of day Mm -hmm. about any subject anything to other people it was really astonishing I think just being in my presence has startled her so much. Yes, it's taken away my motor skills. Speaking of, for the first time ever for me, I'm recording this podcast while looking out at a gorgeous day full of palm trees. Mm -hmm. I have been so lucky. We have had the craziest two and a half days and have done literally everything LA has to offer. I'm so tired. I am so (laughs) tired. Brooke has been an unbelievable tour guide. Which is insane because... I don't know nothing about L.A. <laughs> but you do. I had a feeling you knew more than you, you thought. I know. You know enough to, like, give me the experience. Yeah. I took you to the restaurants that Lily showed mm-hmm. me. We did to- and we did touristy things. We did, yeah, which is fun. But also, like, I, I got to see th- the scene of your car accident and your core power, <laughs> all the essentials so for me. So it's so funny. So I, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but, like, one of the things that I'm like adjusting to here is just like slowing down. And like someone was like, if you do two things a day in LA, that is like a good sign of doing something in LA. And I was like, Bridget, we're going to New York style do LA. And we New did York minute this everything we possibly could in LA, including an, um, a theme park. We went from the North side to the West side to, to the, the East side. side. <laughs> None of it made sense. I don't know what the South has. No, no one goes. We talk. We don't need, talk about this. We South. didn't need it. Uh, someday I'll go visit Emily Stout in San Diego. Yes, she's my. San self. Diego is gorgeous. I have been to Irvine and Costa Mesa, which I think are in south of where I am now. Mm. But honestly, Who I couldn't it? tell you. <laughs> we went to the beach. We went to Universal. Yeah, we're just going we backwards. We went to. Keep I going. am okay. I'll go backwards. Um, beach Universal, um, one of Brooke's favorite coffee shops. Uh, Brooke also taught a yoga class in the middle of this at like 8 a.m., which was because she's amazing. Uh, We went to an incredible, oh, we saw our friend Garrett, um, Mm -hmm. early, early guest of the pod, who we love very much. Um, We went to John and Vinny's, which is a delicious Italian restaurant. What is it? Spicy Fusilli was the the one they're famous for. Thank you. I've learned so much. Every time time. I've gone to John and Vinny's, I've fallen in love with a man. Oh, my God. There was a really cutie guy in there, like a manager or something. We've had two. Two misconnections. connections. Yesterday at Universal, there was a very, very cute British man sitting next to us, and he found broken up my um, reactions to Antics. the studio tour. Very funny and charming. I because we're very, very funny and charming. I also, like, my edible was hitting oh, me yeah. over the course of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It took Bridget a while to catch up to me. Yeah, we got there, though. It was worth it. I thought I saw the set of The Good Place. It turns out it I was saw a, a golf, golf course. course. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite story of the whole thing. She we, sent it to one of her roommates here in L.A. And when we got home, he was like, hey, so I need to talk to you about that text. You said. <laughs> well, he, what I didn't tell you is that I did have a text from him that was like, so where is The Good Place? And I was like, 
Um, I just declined. I just plucked <laughs> the fifth. <laughs> it's in your heart, Lebo. Um, and I can ca- I can pick up from there. So we went to John and Vinny's, mm-hmm. and then we prior to that we hiked. Did we do something in between? We went to brunch at Mess Hall. Mm-hmm. We oh we got oh, our we had got tar- our tarot we got our tarot read at House of Intuition, Intuition, which was really insane. Like it I've was. only gotten my tarot. I've got my tarot professionally read. That was the first time I ever really have. I did it in New Orleans and it was like kind of sketchy. Mm. And then I did it with our my a girl I know who was super legit. But this was like, it was really insane. I started crying. The House of Intuition is just like also a special place. It I really feel like is. Every time I walked in, I just like exhaled. I was going to say, yeah. And like felt. Because we were in and out a couple of times that afternoon. Like shopping in the area. And we had to poop in Starbucks. <laughs> and every time walking in, it's like a palpable energy change. And Pam. Pam. Pam let us sit in on each other's too, which I don't think usually happens from her reaction, but it was so fucking cool. And like, good shit's coming for both, for of, both us. of us, but it was really crazy. Both of us cried. I just like, as soon as I sat down, I was like, my, I had, I was like, I was ready very to burst. And I like held it in. Yeah. But I, there were a couple times that I like cried. Yeah. Oh, same. Definitely. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a great, it, that was on my actual, this was all on my actual birthday too. And it was like the perfect. So combo. then we, so passive that. intuition, brunch at mess hall, hiked Griffith park, which mm-hmm. was just Gorgeous. beautiful. Stunning. Um, 10 out of 10. And then the night before we went dancing, <laughs> we really like, like right it. after I got here, kicked it off. And, um, I couldn't we believe it. Went to Sugarfish. Oh yeah. That was the that first was thing most we important. Did. Brooke and Bruce took me everywhere. Bruce the Bruce, my Bruce car. the car. Not my boyfriend. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, sorta. No, Bruce is a girl. My girlfriend. I Bruce. know your girlfriend. I love Bruce. I love. She's Bruce. a really good car. Yeah. Brooke is a a great parallel Parker. <laughs> I really got to see you the best hear of that, it all. Dad. <laughs> I got to see the best of. Yeah, it's been marvelous. I don't want to leave. I had forgotten what heat without humidity yeah, feels like. Yeah, that's like what Bridget kept talking about. I can't get over it. It's just this weather is, I get it. You it's know? been beautiful. Yeah, I really lucked out. Like, it warmed up a little bit for me, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was like cool at night and yeah. really like sunny and warm, like mm-hmm. clear skies. Gorgeous. Like what you imagine of LA mm-hmm. is what we got. I know. So I am... Very grateful. I am 26. I am hoping this is, you know, all the energy I take into this next year with me. Mm-hmm. I am extremely thankful that Brooke Weissman's my best friend. Mm-hmm. All those things. It's good. It's a good life. Bridget now has a key chain that says. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a California license plate. It says best friend. So it looks like it says California best friend, which is she snuck away from me while I was buying water. Well, I was going to look into the store because I wanted to buy merch and I- there wasn't any good Harry Potter merch. No. So I was just like trolling around the like weird Back to the Future, even though the theme park has changed a lot since like that was part of a ride. Mm-hmm. But I saw this and I was like, she was getting water for us. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. Yeah, it was perfect. So I'm taking a little piece of California home with me. <laughs> Speaking of California license plates, I got mine. <laughs> yes, they came. I have to go to the DMV still, but. I feel like the ID is going to be a big one. That's going to feel kooky. I know. That's like a really committing to it in a way that I don't really want to give up my Florida license, but it's okay. Do you have to turn it into them when you do it? Yes. Yeah. Can you lose it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Sentimental. They are not at the DMV. I am a sentimental man. Um, Well, hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Splat. Splat. 
the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about sex, sex in, in the, the city. city, 10 years younger, and 20 years later. You guys, that was so much easier. <laughs> when you're not person. trying to coordinate over the internet. Um, It's time. It's fucking time. This is a big one. Get, yeah. get ready. You'll we're probably... Gonna, we're probably going to jump in relatively quick. Yeah. Well, you're you're, you're going to notice this is a, probably a slightly longer it's episode a that anyway. It's double the length. Because, yeah, because the episode itself is like 45 minutes because it is the restaurant chatter indicates it is this is this <laughs> this is. is it this is the finale episode the, 20 season, season six, six of sex in the city this is the 94th episode of the show yep and the 95th episode of our podcast because we did do that one weird oh, episode yeah. <laughs> you're right that little <laughs> holiday mini sode it's either 94th or 96th one of those i think it's 94 i think so um we it's an American Girl in Paris part two. Part two. As you will recall, at the end of the last episode, we left Miranda told Big to go get their girl. Go get their girl. And we left Carrie in a pile of tool. Mm-hmm. With Alexander crawling under and making her giggle. Crawling under. Crawling under. Um, we should know that we had both watched this episode before this trip started mm-hmm. and had, we've... I'm excited for you to hear because Bridget and I have wildly different responses. So different. In fact, I think this might be the most, the most like we differ from each other. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone quite how we, where we fall. But there are a couple of things in here that I had very strong reactions to. And as did I. And I'm excited to um, discuss. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So gorgeous Paris, even though it's rainy. David Eigenberg is on this episode. Surprise! All the all, all the husbands are coming out of the in woodwork. This episode. So Carrie, our girl, is in this like lovely um, high up restaurant, like and she a, above, is high above the street. She's meeting Alexander Petrovsky's ex wife Juliet for lunch. Well, she's supposed to meet both of them. She's supposed to have dinner. I mean, lunch with Petrovsky and Juliet. Juliet is. Cool. Yeah, she really is. She ha- she's she's very chill and she's gorgeous and very French, and she's sitting at the table alone. Um, when Carrie comes over and introduces herself, and she's like, "Sit, sit." She's very genuine. There's no like weirdness. She's genuinely kind. And also, it's weird that I mean, so she's like, "If I'm fashionably late, then Alec is very fashionable." And it's weird that he's Alec, uh-huh. and not Alex. Uh huh. And Juliet is like, "Well, he's always fashionable." Like they're talking in these euphemisms about Alexander's failings. And we find out that Juliet works in fashion, Mm -hmm. which is right up Carrie's alley. Carrie's like, oh, weird. Alex never mentioned what you did. And Juliet kind of, it's like the first awkward moment where she kind of smiles like, huh. And then she gets a, Juliet gets a phone call instead of Carrie. Although I guess Carrie's cell phone probably doesn't work in France. Which it should. Yes. But it's Alex. And Alec, Alec, excuse me. He is calling to say. That he's not coming. He is not coming to lunch, which seems like a theme. Yes. Sincere apologies, crisis at the museum. Some gigantic technical problem with sculpture number something. It's very Nothing Sunday in the Park with George. The, the Alexander Petrovsky relationship to his art is very act two, chromaloom mm-hmm. George. Just for those who get that reference, there's a lot of that in this. So Carrie is a little disappointed and a little uncomfortable, but they start, it opens up this conversation about um, how, like, Alex's relationship with Juliet. In the past, although I guess we're going to get more into that. But like clearly Juliet has big feelings on this and she is not afraid to share. Yeah. And there's a reason like why they got divorced. Yeah. And so Charlotte is in, in her Chanel Easter best. <laughs> with in She the- looks like a little a Cadbury cream egg. Oh, my God. Yes. She's with Mario Cantone. 
and she's they're looking buying for shoes, shoes because she and Harry are about to host a family whose ba- who sh- the woman is pregnant and they're going to adopt the baby. Yes. And Mario Cantone is like kind of being a little bit of a brat about it, but it's really sweet because he ends up being like, look, everyone abandons me when they have babies. Just tell me you're not going to abandon me. Charlotte's well, because like, Charlotte's never. like talking about the like the movie of her life mm-hmm. and what she who wants would to look her. like, who would play her. And Mario Cantone is like, I'm going to be in your movie, right? And how Colin big Farrell is my part? <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Because once people have babies and Charlotte says, stop, you will always be in my life, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell frequents at the Hollywood Court Palace. Oh. But he has oh, an injury, oh, oh. so no, oh. not recently. I it's haven't okay, seen him yet. You can help him uh, regain his strength when he comes back. No, no, no. <laughs> And so Samantha is getting her hair dyed blonde again. She's growing it out from it. It's like at the very beginning of this really cute little pixie style. And she and Smith Jared in solidarity per usual getting their hair dyed the same ashy color. Bleach blonde. It's so cute. He is. Bridget and I have lots of opinions and feelings about Smith Jared. I know. I cannot. I'm going to do a retrospective on our social media because I cannot believe he's not talked about more in the media. He is the best of all of them. He's the greatest man on the show. Yeah. And the most handsome. And yeah. And they let him be gorgeous too. And they gave him this personality. He is a recovering alcoholic. He is so supportive. An actor. He knows exactly what Samantha needs. He pushes her out of her comfort zone in really wonderful ways for her. God damn. I love it. Jerry Jared. Jerry Jared <laughs> forever and he's basically they're in the changing room um and getting she tries clothes to, he, back on he's like are we gonna talk about how we haven't had sex in forever and she's like yeah I don't have a libido what's the point in talking about it which Cancer. is for Samantha is like very odd and a salesman comes by and sees their two feet like under the the curtain and mm-hmm. of course the salesman is like Samantha Jones you better not be I see two pairs of feet you better not be and she's like we're not and he's like yeah okay. how many times have you said that before <laughs> and it's a little uncomfortable moment so she just dips out instead of talking to Smith about it more so Juliet is like regaling with stories of as soon as the art as soon as the exhibit opens we'll sit down as, as soon as as, as soon as. as this has been like this was Alex's refrain all throughout their marriage and she says, so how is my beloved? It's very European. It's very European. She says, oh, he's wonderful. Um, he's very, very sensitive, mm-hmm. Juliet says. And Carrie, to her credit, is like, can I just say I think it's really lovely that like you guys think so highly of one another that you still have this you know, sweet relationship. And Juliet's like, why not? We had a beautiful marriage while, while it lasted. lasted. But I believe a relationship is like couture. If it doesn't fit perfectly, it's a disaster. Much like. Which is a metaphor Carrie understands. Interesting. I and could couldn't quite get used to always coming second, and this is the heart of the issue. Yep. And Carrie, and then she offers Carrie a cigarette, and Carrie, who quit but since Aiden has yeah. not smoked cigarettes, is like, when um, when in Paris? Yeah, I guess so. Which, like, I get. Yeah, totally. I would have said yes. She has this very elegant little Zippo, and it's very French and cute. And Carrie is like sinks right back into it. I wonder if SJP smoked at this point. Um, maybe. So she's like, I heard you were a writer. And she, she was, says, and I am a writer, which is interesting like, if that's what Alex said to her, that he told her she was a writer. To Juliet, that would be an interesting And she thing. had a column that she published about relationships in New York. And Juliet's like, oh, Alex was supportive of that. Meaning she can't quite believe it. And Carrie's like, yeah, very supportive she until goes, she quit. Well, I guess people change. Which like. And Carrie fingers her necklace from Alex. That's not her Carrie necklace a little nervously. And then we meet, we meet up with the Russian and Carrie, Carrie has, has bought now a pack bought of cigarettes. a Marlboro Lights. 
and she, they're outside of a cute little bakery. He's got a very flamboyant scarf. He does. He's like, someone got a great review. And she's like, oh, reviews are out already? And he was like, no, 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 no. Don't remind me. What I mean is Juliet, Juliet thought you. you were amazing. She said, you're beautiful, smart, and chic. Which Carrie is. is. I wish they could just be friends. And <laughs> I know. More female. He takes friendship. a she lights a cigarette and is having coffee and she like feeds him a little um puff puff and it's very cute. They are very easy together. But he gets mm-hmm. a phone call, surprise, surprise, and he's speaking in rapid French and you're like, Oh, uh huh, he's gonna have to leave. I just don't understand though what Carrie was expecting. Me either. Because and I don't understand why he like I get why he wanted her here, yeah. but why not be like just come visit for and then decide like why not why well, have her like, come live come with him once the show is open yeah. or something because he's selfish i suppose and they're setting him up to be really unreasonable well yes it's like that that moment with every um of carrie's partners on the show where you're like when oh, we decide no it's time for them to go they suddenly become a train wreck of a person i that i think that's one of the parts about this episode i liked least we'll get there but because I feel like he was so, before they left, was so, like... Supportive and funny and like wonderful. Like, this is a different person. It is. It's a different artist. Um, although, I guess he hadn't had a show in six years, you know, so now he's, like, going off the rails now that there's a sure. show. And people, you know... Um, we, they, and Carrie loves to jump into things before. And sometimes you don't see a person until you're, like, you know, way deep into it and then stuff comes out you didn't realize. So, I get it. But he has to go, basically. He hops in a car. He's Carrie's very like, charming. Go, go, go. I'm going to walk around Paris and do Paris things. Which, like, good, Carrie. Yes. You should be doing yes. that. But you know what could have helped Carrie? Writing. Yes. Any of this. Even just journaling. It's interesting that we don't really ever see her writing unless she's, like, doing it for her column, you know? Yeah. So, she goes to a, into this bakery and gets, like, seven desserts and just sits there chain-smoking, which, honestly, I love. Great coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> She's just eating everything and smoking. And there's kind of just, like, a long contemplative scene. Like, she doesn't – there's no text. <laughs> there's and a then giant there's a dog. giant dog looking at her, and she feeds it a She's little bit of her cream She's starting to feel – I believe the French term is ennui. Uh-huh. And she feeds the dog a little bit of um, pound cake. Which – Good for that. That dog looks like a human. I know. It's a He's big, a big dog. dog. It's like a mastiff. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie continues to walk through Paris. We just kind of have this like Carrie montage of her being alone. A and little sad and smiling at families. There are families. And with, couples. Like, a, there's and a cutie <laughs> little girl on her dad's shoulders. And as they walk by. <laughs> she bonks her out, Carrie on the head and then sticks her tongue out at her. And Carrie's like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> It's so, it's just like, and, and then, then she steps. immediately steps in dog poop, probably. Yeah, or horse shit. You never know. And oh, she's yeah, like, oh no. And her, and her Louboutins are covered in poop. And old men are making fun of her on the street. And it's it's bad. She's like, Merci It's an beaucoup. unfortunate series of events. So she walks her Ugh. way to a little fountain and is like, you know, trying to rinse the shit off of her shoes. It's bad. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. There's really nothing like. I like to think about like where in New York this is. <laughs> yeah, because this, I guess it's probably on a soundstage. Honestly, it's probably on a soundstage, but I think they might have. I kept looking. Um, I don't think it is New York. I think they there are parts of it that really look like it, but there have been enough times where I've paused to be like, is that in French in the background? And it is. Yes, but as we learned yesterday, they probably stages. are on a soundstage. Probably. Because I think this is probably green screen. We learned probably. a lot about the filming of things on our studio tour. That's so cool. So there's this really bizarre moment where Carrie's like sitting on the Seine, right? Is that yeah. France? Paris? Yeah. And this handsome 
Swedish looking man is yep. on a film recording. He's maybe he's a little, on a boat going by. He's a little Nordic. Yep. And he like sees Carrie like waves very like uh, winter sail. Hoo hoo. Like <laughs> it's from very Frozen. Funny. And then like starts filming and he Carrie. Keeps, well, he was filming before and then he catches her eye and they like smile at each other. But this whole montage, this has been like two and a half minutes of no text. I mean, no speaking. And really. like sad it's French just, music. Yeah. And Alex comes home later that night and finds Carrie in bed and he's like, Carrie? And she doesn't respond and he goes into the bathroom to change and her eyes pop open and she just kind of stares She's vacantly. She's ignoring him. But like, why is she ignoring him at this point? Like, why is she already right. here? She should be like, oh, happy to see you. Maybe she just doesn't want to deal with him. She it really, this went from zero to 100 pretty fast. And Who, she's Carrie? It. It's crazy, I know. Also, she's 100% wearing a bra under her nightgown. And this also another another zero to a hundred moment. Oh my god! I in know the, in the Steve Miranda household. So Mary, Steve's crazy Catholic mom, is over for dinner, and she keeps calling baby Brady little Stevie. And Steve is kind of like, "Mom, what are you talking about?" And, and we it's know clear that mom some issues is alcoholic. Yes. So she's drinking a PBR. So we're like, and Steve goes into the kitchen and like asks Miranda, "What's wrong with Ma?" And Miranda does my mother seem odd, with, odd to you? She's like alcoholic. She's like, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> and I love that this whole episode, Magda is just like in the background observing. She's just like become. Miranda's mom. It's really funny. She's like standing there, like eating out of a bowl, watching them talk to each other. She's just scooping up ice cream, Briar's ice cream, which Briar's vanilla ice cream tasty, is tasty, tasty, is the bomb. No one is like particularly concerned yet, but it's clear something is like really. And Mary up with again Mary. is like, "Don't let Steve have any strawberry." And Miranda's like, "That's Brady." And, she, and Mary's like, "I know that's Brady." It's very disconcerting. Yeah, and upsetting. And then and because she then she goes, "But who the hell are you?" To, to Miranda. Miranda. And Miranda looks at Steve and he's like, I'm going to take her to the emergency room and check it out. Can't hurt, right? Which is very responsible. Yeah. And, and they're very sweet. And like all of a sudden, Steve is like a grown up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Is, maybe this is one of those things that forces you to grow up in ways, you know, you haven't yet. Cut to, well, Samantha wearing the craziest, knee, almost knee Uggs high and Uggs a sweater dress. And she's amazing. smoking a cigarette. And she's like, so Smith is about to leave to go shoot another a new film because his career is taking off. And basically she takes this opportunity to be like, look, if you want to have sex with anyone, please have sex with them while you're there. Like, don't let me hold you back and I won't be angry about it. And he's kind of like, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that, nor do I want to. And she's like, no, do it. Just do it for me. And he's like, here we are again after everything. And, and, and she's, she's like, I'm not trying to push you away. I'm trying to keep you because she has no interest in having sex. Like, and she, I and, know how important sex can be. And to honestly, a like, I understand where she's coming from. Like, the chemo has taken away her libido, mm-hmm. and that is like who Samantha defines herself as. And I and think she she's sees nervous. Similarly, as which, like, I feel like he's shown her by this point that it is not true. But yeah. she is trying to. She's like, I'm not trying to push you away. I'm trying to keep you. And he is the fucking best. He really is. And she's, and it is a more grown up conversation than, than Samantha's had about this before. You know, he says, you say that now. Well, he, he says, I don't just want to have sex. And she's like, that's, you say that now, but. And put him on the nose. And honestly, I think I would do a similar thing. Probably. Well, if I was Samantha, certainly. I mean, it does track for her. And she's like, there are going to be sexy Canadian extras up well, in the wilderness. Well, because he's playing like a Viking. Yeah. A playing a barbarian for fuck's sake. And she's just like smoking weed. I love that. S- me too. So we find out that um, Steve's mom has had a small stroke small, a week ago, which is so scary. It is. And Miranda's like, I'm really sorry. That is really scary. And Steve is like, 
having a really hard emotional moment. I'm very interested why they chose to have this be the the last thing Miranda does. Yeah, I don't know. And, and they go, so they collectively, Miranda's like, we should go over to her house. And they walk into her apartment and it's covered in trash it's and like cold food. food and he's like, what is going on here? And Miranda says, or he says to Miranda, didn't you notice? And she says, no, every time I come to pick her up, she waits for me downstairs. Just like pour one out for her. I can't believe it's not butter. A fucking cockroach. <laughs> also pour one out for Miranda's um, crocheted, terrible scarf that looks like baby Brady made it. And one so... And Steve is saying he's like someone has to live with her full time nurses do that right there's like to use tea bags everywhere he keeps saying my ma can't live like this my ma can't live like this and Miranda's sort of quiet yeah and then she says Steve Steve your mom can come live with us this is why we have the house Mm -hmm. the big house in Brooklyn he's like she can and they both look old yeah well he just looks like wrecked you know he looks like a little boy in a big boy's bot in a grown-up man's body he's like dealing with some crazy shit he's also starting to gray a tiny bit it's yeah so but just like the difference between the last scene and this scene he looks like significantly older which is weird so carrie in a really a really really, beautiful, really good coat um blue like baby blue peacoat sky blue and she walks up to a bookstore and she sees her book there in translated French. in French it's, in the window. Yeah. And so she goes in to look at it and these two really cutie, like young, a little bit um, hip French people who are the least like everyone else has been so, you know, reserved in French to her really, but they just start gushing when they realize that she's Carrie Bradshaw. And they like, they're like, Oh my God, our friends are single. obsessed with you. We read all of your stuff. You are Sex in the City writer. I love Sex in the City. And she goes, I am how you say a single girl, the single girl. She's so cute. Yeah. And then she calls Paul over and they have a little conversation in French and they're like, oh my God, we are, Paul is a very cute French man in a very tight turtleneck sweater. (laughs) And he's like, he like freaks out about Carrie. Day, Sex in the City. And they're like, you should come. He says, I have the sex. She has the sex. We all have the sex. We should have a party for you. Let's have a party for you. And Carrie, for the first time, is, like, excited, which is of a little. Course. I know, but it's, like, a little disconcerting that the only happiness that yeah. Carrie can derive in Paris is, like, finding fans. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And Carrie is, like, gushing about this to Alexander, which, of course, of she course is. Of course, she is. She's, like, they were so fun and silly, and they insisted on having a party in my honor. And supposedly they'd love the book, too. She was like, it's not going to be fancy. Just out a dinner at a, at a Coin Hotel in Paris. And she's wearing a different outfit. With my 10 new French friends. And Alex is just like, that's what I love about Paris. You, you never, never know where, where the day will lead. And she's like, anyway, the party's Saturday night at this little place, blah, La blah, blah. And he's Alberge like, but on the Rue de Saint-André-Stéarts. Very good, Bridget. Thank you. But th- and she it, says, are you up for it? And he says he can't because that's the night he unveils my show. Which... Wouldn't she have known that? It's unbelievable. She should have. He's like, but you go and have fun. He's with bad. Throngs he's, of screaming he's like, fans. He's like, he's like. Well, it's not like the it's not like the opening of the party. It's just the, I guess the reveal to the curator. Maybe. Um. Still, you'd think she would know. You think he Alex would tell her? Whole world. Why doesn't she have his anyway? And so Charlotte and Harry meet the couple who is potentially going to give them the baby. And it's a very gorgeous spread. Mario Cantone was making fun of them being like rednecks. And they're very clearly like not New York City people um, eating these bagel and locks. And they voted for Trump. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Ten years earlier. And, and we t- we find out that they found out that it's a girl. And, 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 like, the, and the woman is sort of like, we didn't want to know at first because I, I didn't want to know anything about it. But then they asked and I said, yes, and now it's a girl. And 
And in this conversation, and like, I always wanted a girl. And she's like, ever since I've been thinking about little girl names, like I like Tiffany, Brittany, and, and both Harry and Charlotte's faces, faces start are. to follow me. We as after the end of this, Charlotte is sort of like, we're not getting the baby. Right. And, and they're like, we're so sorry. We didn't want to give up a trip to New York, which well, is, Harry says, why the hell did you come here? Which is, und- I mean, he's a little less angry than that. She says, we changed our minds. We are awful sorry. They really play up this, like, not from New York equals small town hick. But um, Harry says, you knew this before. Why did you come here to put us through all this? Which, like, yeah. And Wayne, the dad, says, we'd never seen New York. Which is just so hurtful. It's awful. Also, like, then take your trip to New York, but don't go to dinner with them. Or I guess probably Charlotte and Harry are paying for the whole thing, which is pretty. Yeah. And then... And, and then Charlotte Charles actually has become really chill about this kind of. Well, Harry's freaking out. Harry is like writing so angry, angry letters, gone to lawyer. The lawyer. And he's he wants about to his cry. baby. He's crying. And Charlotte's like, they warned us that this would happen. It's okay. You know, she was like, that's not our baby. Our baby is still coming. Which just, I'm so glad to see her have that kind of like confidence. Also, I think now that Harry is the vulnerable one, she's really good at stepping up, you know. And He says, I think God must have lost our address. And Charlotte goes, we're Jews. We've been through worse than this. Which like... <laughs> Charlotte, Girl. lean in, <laughs> leaning into she being has, Jewish. She has, and oh, this is so it's good. So you cute. guys, so Samantha, Samantha goes to work, work, and she has a she has flowers, but they're they're not they're like it just looks like grass. It's just like they look like tulips before they bloom. There are tulips before they bloom. Oh right, and it just says looking forward to spring from Smith because he is once again I say the greatest man of all time because they were having a conversation about how like her her sexuality will you know she'll bloom again like in, in when the spring comes she'll and so Samantha calls him and said they're beautiful and he says did you get the card and he's and dressed like a barbarian <laughs> she says yes you know how I said you could have some sex with someone else well if it would be okay with you try not to Unless you already have, and then that's fine. Which I, is so based cute on of her. this and the way that he this moment, yeah. I was worried that he already had. So I had like a oh. moment where I was like, "Oh no, Smith, no!" And then he's like, "I haven't," and she's like, "Okay, not to be a wet blanket, but don't." And he's like, "Okay," and she's like, "Cool," and she's smiling so big and genuinely and wide. And so is he because. And Carrie, okay, so this is an iconic Carrie it's Bradshaw a outfit, really, obviously, really good dress because it's you know the end of the show like a tight bodice and a really cute tool she skirt looks like a like ballerina a, kind of like an aqua green knee and alexander per- petrovsky is, is doing like losing a great his mind. job performing the first scene from peter pan yes absolutely <laughs> when he's like my cufflinks i can't get my cufflinks he, nana he stop thinks, barking my cufflinks <laughs> he thinks he's having an anxiety attack and carrie does a really good job of co- she coaxing well, him down kind of she just sits and listens and like well, she's like put back. your hand be- uh, your yeah. between your legs blah 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 He's like, I can't go. I can't go. And she says, why? And what brought this on? And he is like, what if they think I am the old man, you know, who's like way past his prime and can't do art anymore. The old man with the silly light light machines, AKA the Chrome looms. Yep. You know, it's just, this is a beautiful, his collar. I mean, his, his cuffs. It's a beautiful little moment blending my two favorite things, Disney movies and Broadway. (laughs) He will be fine, she says. And then he does this awful, awful, awful thing where he's like, can you come with me? Knowing full well that she is the only thing she's been excited about this whole time. A party in, in her Paris. honor. And she's like, well, I have my party. Also, this and is he super says, please, I need you there. Which is like, you only need her when in the exact moments you do. 
What? This is super nitpicky, but I just feel like every time Carrie says, it's my party, it's my party, I really want her to emphasize my, Mm -hmm. but like I have to go to my party. Mm -hmm. Like I want Mm -hmm. her to take owner. I don't know. Well, also more than that. That was just like a a weird me thing that I was just like. No, I get it. Sarah Jessica Parker. He says he wants her there. I mean, he says he needs her and she's like, I don't know these people. I don't have any way to tell them I'm not coming, which is like so rude and upsetting. You know, like let her at least go and say hi and then come or something. But I have more to say about that. Yes. Yes. So then she, he grabs her hand and she's like, okay. And he's like, don't let go of my hand. And he's like, thank night. you. You're the best person. I need you to hold my hand. So they go to the the museum and they walk in. And there's his sign with his and, name and out front. And he gets nervous really cool. because the curator is 27 mm-hmm. years old. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with that? And he walks in and they're all in the it's room. It's very sparse. It's very, there's a whole group like looking at his light. And they walk out and they start the slow clap. And then like. Petrovsky, the gallery is really like, cool. Gets he gets like whisked in, away. And then it's so dramatic. They're so excited to see him. And there are a bunch of, I think it's like critics and things. And he goes to shake his hand. And then Petrovsky like uses the hand that he's holding Carrie's hand to shake the hand of the curator. And then gets and it, all of a away. sudden, it's the most dramatic thing. Because it's like hand break. And Carrie's like, oh, you promised you wouldn't let go. And she like doesn't know what to do with her hands and anymore. And so now at this point, I'm like, yeah, stay for a minute. Carrie, you can go follow a little bit. I'm just going to pause it really quick. But clearly he's also like, okay, you know, like things are working. The so guy's excited. People leave. are happy. Leave. Mm-hmm. Leave now. Yes. Just we'll tell get him. There. I'll, just get, I'll go on my random minute. Yeah. So then we cut to Charlotte who's babysitting Brady. And, and this is just like so sad. Well, Miranda's there. They're just like playing. They're just playing with Brady at the table. And Mary comes in and is like, I want to take Stevie to the zoo. And Miranda's like, this, this is Brady. And Steve's she, grown up. She explains to Charlotte that like some days are better than others. And this is just like a sad real rea- reality of, of our parents getting Aging. older. And, and Mary has a coat on too. And Charlotte is like, how are you handling this? What's happening? And Miranda's like, not very well, but Steve's amazing. He gets home late and then he's with her all day. Um, and Mary Mary's like, let's go to the zoo. And Char- I mean, Miranda's like, this is the zoo. And Charlotte really sweetly is like, I think you're amazing. And they say it back to each other. And Charlotte, Brady and Miranda's like, I think you're amazing. And to, to Brady, I think, I think you're, you're amazing. amazing. Yes, I and do. And then she realizes that Mary has a coat on and starts to chase her. And well, she's like, why was her coat on? And she goes and sees that the front door is open and is like, shit. And so Charlotte stays with Brady and Miranda goes on the hunt she, for Mary. She grabs her coat and she runs out the door. Charlotte's like, don't worry. Um, they wonder if she's like going to the Bronx Zoo or like where what's happening They're, she's probably going to the Bronx Zoo she's like swearing up a storm which I love okay so now Petrovsky is going through each room with it's like a long hall with benches and then there are these little like alcoves that have the light in them which is actually pretty clever because we can see the gallery but none of the actual art from where it's yeah. filmed and Carrie is just sitting there again She's about to smoke inside, and of course, a security man is like, uh, no, 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 not in here. And Carrie's like, ah, yes, the, the one, one place. place in Paris you can't and smoke. And again, I say, Carrie, why have you just been sitting here? Just, like, take some take some ownership and leave. Or get up and go look at what he's doing. She's not even, like, looking at the art with him. I'm like, have you seen all of these completed? Uh, it's so It's, it's so really weird. frustrating. I'm also surprised that he hasn't shown, brought her. To, I guess artists are bizarre. Right. Um, but then as she's going through her bag, cold. she realizes <laughs> that there is a hole in the lining of her Dior um, bag of and, her clutch. And, and what I, does course, she find but, but her, her carry necklace. necklace. 
And she's like, so goes to, she's happy. like, she wants to be like Alexander my carry necklace, which to be fair in not the moment, not the moment or like, and, and the fact that he's like not super, I don't know. I think Carrie is someone who does like need a lot of attention and like it has trouble sharing. Well, it's like what Juliet said. She is not coming first in any way. And Juliet got real tired of coming second. So Carrie decides this is her moment. She's like, I'm going to leave. And she goes to talk to the security man. Instead of just going to say to Alexander, I guess she doesn't want to make a scene, but. The French hip hop music that is playing during this month, like this sequence is like pretty insane. It's wild. So she's she's like, tell that man I had to go. And she just like leaves. Sarah Jessica Parker is excellent at running in heels. She is. How does she know where she's going? She She dashes across the park. The um, Empire State, I mean, (laughs) LOL. The Eiffel Tower is doing its like glittery night show and with she's lights looking in the background. for a taxi and she's treating Paris like New York which it is not she's about to get hit by like 45 cars um there is no taxi to be found that's not how taxis work in other cities you have to call them and of and course who? as she's standing there looking behind her a car pulls up with fucking Mr. Big sitting in the back why he doesn't look out the window at her I don't know but it's a very misconnection con- moment he is giving himself a pep talk that's right so she sprints, 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 tries to figure out where she's going. And in the Back same in time, New York, Miranda sprints, sprints, sprinting through the cities of New York. Because the even though, of New York, baby. though you're far apart, you can still be having a shower. Even though experience. it's <laughs> daytime in New York, it's nighttime in France. So she finally gets in a taxi and she finally pulls up outside of the restaurant. And of course, when she fucking goes in. It's deserted. The table is empty. There's, there's a, a signs of a meal, and one of her books is sitting in the middle of covered it. Covered in wine coaster. Which is also, like, beyond her missing it for herself, how fucking upsetting that Alexander made her let all these people down, and that now she's going to be, you know... And now they're all going to hate her. Her fans all think that she, uh, you know, who knows what. And the waiter is really sweet about it, but she's just, like, so upset. And there's, like, a someone has spilled all over her Well, it's, book. like, a, just a wine glass stem, um, like, coaster Like, seeped mark, into it. Water ring, but wine. Yeah. Wine ring, I guess you could call it. Um, and finally... Uh, Miranda finds Mary eating pizza out of the trash. Out of the garbage. Says, this pizza tastes like garbage. It's really sad. It's very sad. Strokes and aneurysms we were talking earlier today. Scare me a lot. Are very scary because there's no like rhyme or reason why they no. happen. And Mary is being a little testy, but Miranda's like, come on, we're going to go. It's really cold. I can't believe she had the time to put her scarf on like that as she ran out the door. And then we see Miranda giving Mary a sponge bath. It's really sweet. Mary's like sad. a little childish, and but she's enjoying it and. I mean, Miranda's really caretaking her. And, and Magda, Magda, of course, sees her and, and is like, Aww. Just like makes and has a knowing look. And it's also funny that Mary and Charlotte have the exact same haircut. I mean, Mary and Miranda. Miranda yeah. And so she, Mer- Carrie comes back to the hotel and this, Alexander's this whole waiting for her. I hate this so much. I will tell you why when we get there. But Carrie comes in and she's like, yes, I left. I went to my party and it was over. And he says, I'm sorry. She says, how could you just abandon me like that when I gave you up? He does, but she also doesn't follow him. He walks over to go talk to the proprietor and she just sits down and waits. But it's like, I, I, if I were having a night like him, I couldn't be, I couldn't guarantee. I mean, I think I would do a better job of including the person that was with me, but I can't guarantee that I wouldn't be swept up. Like if I were. No, but I also wouldn't insist she come then, you know, if that was the, if she had a, if I, a party. I understand a little bit both sides. I'm just going to pause it. Yeah. Because I, I think this is an interesting thing to dig into because thinking about it and like having been to 
like openings and things with people yeah and even my own like mine was very very small it was very easy to include everyone that was with me but like I and I was not my brother's you know I spent more time with Alex my brother with Alex Seeley at right you know but no I agree but it's like you have to let the person I think Carrie's a really bad about letting a person not like if she is someone's partner they have I think it was a problem with burger well that right right but I think if Carrie's not this the the son to that person all the time always she falls into oblivion and like that being said like no what Alexander did was not good or right and I think well I think they had to create the party to make it extra intense you know because if he just brought her to his opening and then abandoned her it would be like yeah that's you know kind of shitty but to be expected that he was insistent about Mm -hmm. not letting her go to her own party and now that she missed it he like doesn't really react and but what carrie's focusing on is like you dropped my hand after promising you'd hold it all night like how could you do that i missed my party for it which again you're exactly right as someone told me i was a good person to bring to openings because i can fend for myself yeah And and that's what carrie doesn't really do especially although you know france and yeah, I mean, he made her drop. But the thing is, like, the other side of it is that he also made her leave her entire life to come be with he him. He didn't make her. I feel he, like he gave was, her the option. But he was very insistent. Right. He was. But Carrie made all those choices. You know, she But no, he didn't her really job. give her she, a choice at first. He was sort of like, you're coming to Paris. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the option, what, what he did was, if we're going to be together, you need to be in Paris with me. But Carrie made that decision. She made the decision to quit her job. She made the decision to go with him without anything there for her except him. And he's, she's saying, like, I have to eat alone. I have to do all these things with my boyfriend who would rather be with light installations than with me, which is, again, very Sunday in the park with George. Also, ostensibly, but, once the show is open, it will be different. But, but with Juliet's... Respons- but, but his response is also... That's who I am. Yes, That's you who knew I've this. All, which is, to his benefit, is true. Yes. When they first got together, he was very much like, my art is my life. He told her that. And she also now has his ex-wife's words in the back of her mind as soon as, as soon as, like, he's never going to come around and value her. And she, t- But this is what I don't like is that she tells him she had a life in New York. Like, it's his fault that she doesn't there. You know? it is. It is definitely complicated. She's like, I had a job and friends... And I didn't give all of that up to come here and wander the streets of Paris alone. Yeah, you but guys needed to like, know each other way better before this happened. And he like won't he won't even have the conversation. This. He's like, I'm gonna go take a shower and go to bed so you can. Which calm is infuriating. Down, which it's is infuriating. And, and then she he grabs, grabs him. him. She grabs him from behind. She says, "Please don't." And he whips around and backhands her. And I fucking hate this. So much. Let's just let, let's get through this really quick. So he's like, Carrie, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. And he like grabs, grabs her, her shoulder. shoulders and the necklace breaks. And she's like, and he's apologizing. And he's like very, very. And he, okay, go. He, he says, I thought it was clear all along. Wait, no, we should finish this scene and then talk about okay. it. I thought it was clear all along about who I am. And he apologizes to her profusely, obviously. And she's like, well, uh, Maybe it's time to be clear about who I am. Which, like, okay, and then we get this. Mo- I feel like before we get into this speech, yes. we should talk about the slap. I hate it because he is not that person, and it feels like a fucking device. And it's not the kind of thing. It's the it's the kind of thing where Sex in the City sometimes throws something in and then treats it very casually, you know, in a way that like I don't think it would be now, and I don't think it should be. Where like so. Um, Domestic violence in a relationship is not a plot device that you throw in in the very last second to, like, help a girl go be free. And I also hate that that's what it takes for Carrie to be like, wow, this is wrong for me. I also don't 
like personally based on the I don't believe it. I don't think that he meant to slap her. No, but they make him. I mean, it's not it's not like he accidentally hits her, you know, like he turns around and he backhands her. It's like a fast reaction. Yeah. But and it's he's clearly a little bit taken aback, too. And it's not like they're, you know, saying that, like, this is who he's always been. But like. I hate that it's just a fucking plot device dropped in here to villainize him. to villainize him and make Carrie be like, oh, finally, I understand this doesn't work for me. It's so unsubtle. And infuriating and bad writing, honestly. So now in the aftermath of this. And if I may. Yes, please. I'm someone who's looking for love. Real love. Ridiculous. Inconvenient. Consuming. (laughs) Can't live without each other. Love. I'm going to say this doesn't read as well over a podcast. (laughs) And I don't think that love is here in. And she pauses. (laughs) In this expensive suite. In this lovely hotel in Paris. Period. And then she says, it's I'm going to edit his that fault. and you're going to listen to it. And it is going to okay. sound like I, this is my Oscar winning moment. She does say, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I shouldn't have come here, which, which is like, like, okay. Fucking duh. And then she leaves. Au revoir. And she, and he still does in her fight. gorgeous dress. No, and he, he does doesn't. sort of look like, oh, I guess he's, he's in a wearing robe. a robe and he looks like a dim- diminutive monk man. I was like, he looks like he's in the Matrix. <laughs> yes. And she's like, he apologizes and she says, I'm fine. She grabs her coat and she fucking leaves. She doesn't pack. She doesn't anything. And Alexander's kind of like, what did I just do here? But like, okay. He's thinking about his life. This is literally Sunday in the Park with George. And she comes back and she kisses him on the cheek. And she's like, we do not belong together. And we should have belonged. And she thanks him. Together. Yeah. She says, thank you. You are complete, George. You are your own. <laughs> I'm not getting your right. Re- I mean, I, I know, know what you're referring to. Someone, but I've never, someone I've out never there who knows Sunday in the Park with George is going to appreciate this. So because literally, that's what this is. So, so Carrie goes downstairs to the desk and she suddenly speaks like pretty solid French for having two well, weeks ago but said only merci and um, bonjour. And she's explaining that she has a problem and that she needs another, she room. Needs another room. And the guy is like... And she's fishing little diamonds out of her bodice from the weird break and one the of them drops on the floor and, and so as she, she ducks bends down over, to the counter who and big the walks room. into the hotel and she's crouched on the floor and as she looks up and dusts the jewel off there he is and he smiles at her and she smiles i right would back have at this him. this reaction too and she says and she just starts hi and then she starts sobbing because yeah at this point what i would, would start crying too. if mr big walked in after your breakup with alexander petrovsky i wouldn't be in with a Mr. Big this deep, but um, yes, I would also cry. If someone I cared about showed Anyone up in Paris at that point and just was there inexplicably, I would also just start yeah. burst into tears. I and think she, any person, like any friend, like it could have been Miranda. It could have been, I f- almost wish it had been Miranda. Yeah, me too. But In fact, I think that would have been a better ending to this series, but that's fine. And he says, she says, and then I got slapped and we broke up and then she's like, no, it's not an issue. And Mr. Big does this weird like thing that we've only seen with him and Aiden and his mouth gets all tight and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And Carrie won't tell him the room number. And then the guy is like, I see you were in room 625 and And Big big, takes off. And Big like a bull charges off. And he can't get the the elevator and he doesn't want to listen to Carrie. So he's like, I think I'm kicking some Russian ass and And he goes and runs up the stairs. The way that Chris Noth is acting is so weird and there's this whole lotsy of them crawl like climbing climbing upstairs. upstairs and she's like don't do it and he's like we'll see about that it's like really it's she's like, like it's unnecessary. unnecessary what do you think you're doing she's like, i'm gonna kick his ass and she says stop slow down you're gonna have a heart attack which like uh-huh i mean it i took care of this myself 
I don't need you to rescue me. And they get up to the top and he's, and he's like, like, I'm clocking this foreigner and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And, and so, so she, she trips him and they, and they both go down. And then for good reason, I think I would also react this way. They both laugh. It's like a very, I mean, I'm not against this whole scene and the way it happens and like the bizarreness of him just showing up, you know, and then him like going after this guy and then they're laying on this hotel floor. Well, I think that laughing, I really appreciate laughing, this moment laughing, because me too. it gives me a moment. It gives them a moment to like a little bit of self-awareness. We're like, this is a ridiculous. This situation. is completely ridiculous. It is. And it's it's so he's like, I got to hand it to you, kid. Most people come to Paris to fall in love. You came and got slapped. Which is like, don't make it about the slap. It's not about the slap at all. It's about everything else. And then... Carrie's like, why is that funny? And then they both laugh again. They're just like, can't stop laughing. Yeah, they're just in a very, very So Bridget and I, it's so funny. I was watching this and I was like... He says, are you cold? And he takes off his jacket and he puts it on her. She's like, no, I'm still in shock. This is all so surreal. I mean, I can buy into this a little bit because like the way this plays out once he's there, sure. I just hate this is what the show decided to wrap it up and that the thesis goes, of it becomes I can't believe about here. Mr. Big. And he goes, it took me a really long time to get here. But I'm, but I'm here. here. And I'm like crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me crying, Bridget groaning. And he, he says, goes, Carrie, you're, you're the, the one. one. Which it you got back to uh-huh. season one, episode 12, uh-huh. I think. I think. Or whatever the, the season, season finale, finale of was, season 12, one. Yeah. She goes, all she wants is for him to say that she's the one. And, and he cannot she says, say it. kiss me, you big crybaby. And so they make out by the sen. And then they hug. And he's weepy. And she's weepy. and True love, baby. I don't think he's earned any of this. Should we? Should we? I don't think he has earned any of this as a character on this show i think they did him a disservice in writing him in their relationship and making big fuck around for so long like it's not impressive to me that this 47 year old man has finally figured his shit out with regards to a woman he's hurt over and over you know what i mean absolutely well i think it's like it's a tough thing when you think about it from like a we're watching a show wherein the beginning of this season yeah so this is episode what 20 20 of so yeah 20 episodes ago she was supposed to end up with with burger yeah something happened in the first half of of season 6a where i don't know if it was fans i don't know polling polling, whatever whatever. where they were like no so somehow so they turned burger into an asshole but in half of a season these writers were, were tasked with in order to please the fans, which I think at this point in the series, when probably you're was, it up, I'm sure the people were they had screaming somehow, at home, excited about this. They somehow had to take Big and the shitty fuckery that Big had because we were done with Big, yeah. and turn it into something. So yeah. I think, like context I, context wise, I think that they I did. Do agree. They did a good job. Yes, a decent job. I think the heart attack thing was smart. If I think the all whole, of that. Although if, I hate too that he, you know, even in that moment, the heart the heart attack issue, he he can't, he turns into an asshole again at the end of that and Carrie's like okay this is who he is but it's also if you think about that like it's a little manipulative of Carrie to sort of be like like to, to like obviously someone's going to be super vulnerable when they're incapacitated and, and need to be taken care of they're gonna right be they're gonna be more vulnerable and I think that that he's, okay well here's a question well, I have a, I have okay yeah but just really let me quickly finish this please thought. please please I think if at season one episode one when we first meet Mr. Big if they if the plan had been Season six, episode 20, Carrie and Big are going to end up together. No, trash. But yeah. I th- again, I say this one more time. I think because that wasn't the plan, it sort of for- not forgives because like 
it, it's not good. They did the best with what they, they had. They did the best with what they could because they really had to turn him around. I agree. I think that's true. But I think if you take this as a product, a story that's told over six seasons, yeah. which it is now, yeah. you know, in which I just watched for the first time, it doesn't track. No. Mr. Big doesn't track. I don't think it's I don't think it's nearly as compelling as it would have been if you were watching it live and rooting for this and for him to come back around. I think you're right, they do save it better. Question mm-hmm. If Carrie had never gone to Paris and if she was just dating Alexander in New York, yeah, how do you think this would have gone? And I don't know that he would have come to this realization if she hadn't been. Although I guess when he comes to find her, he's like had this I realization think, all yeah. the, when he calls her all those times. I think between because he wasn't living in New York. Right. I think either way, Bay has to show up because he was in San Francisco. Right. I think like post heart attack, he he like leaves and sort of like. But I wonder if Carrie would have reacted in this same exact, in this way, if she would have been open to it, if he'd just come to her and said that while she was dating Petrovsky in New York. Well, no, because we saw what happened when that right. happened. Um, I don't know how they would have done it. Yeah. But I think we, I think. I think that's partially why Paris was so half formed is that Paris was just an end game for them to get big there at that point. Yeah. But I think I actually, I do think that the same thing would have happened where big would have gone to the girls in New York, maybe just Miranda in that context, Mm -hmm. because we have the like deep seated dislike of Petrovsky and how Petrovsky is with Carrie from Miranda. And I think we would have still needed and had, I think the coming together of big and Miranda is the pivotal moment for why it was sort of like a, we got, we got her father's blessing in a way. His whole like, you know, I'm a man is just lucky to come in fourth. I think we needed that that for and for any of this and I think it would have happened in its own way I think there still yeah. would have been like a, some sort of Petrovsky disappointment in New York yeah whether totally. it was a show or whether he you know and this is better television and especially 2000s you know like I can see it for sure I just especially for the demographic that it is it is catering to totally it just leaves kind of a bitter taste in my mouth because but it's a romantic at the end of the day sex in the city is a romantic comedy totally and this is what happens in romantic comedies no totally you're 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 absolutely right and i think it's um it was uh, iconic and like genre setting in a lot of ways i do think that if you look at the actual love story of carrie and big it's like that's the thesis statement that comes out of this show of her looking for love like okay but but it's kind of depressing i know but it's it also like i get it like Brooke you also have a big I which know like, I know so many people don't but I'm uh, so no this is a lead up to something oh I was like don't yell at me no 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 it. I know <laughs> you you identified I don't, that for yourself I was like I don't want no, it no, no. I'm saying if um you know 25 years down the line and you're in another relationship if this happened granted that's way down but like do you think do you think it's that kind of thing where you would you would be like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for? You know, if he tells if, if there I was mean, a- no, but I also like think that timelines are different, you it's know, true, in the sense true. that like that would have to like remember, Carrie doesn't meet big right, until, until so late. if I didn't if, That's it, a critical if you just right. like scoot this timeline up, this is about coming up on two. If I'm like six years later. Right. So if, if yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. engaged or in, in a serious relationship in two years because we talked about how you could see this happening I literally was I like, can I can visualize it I was like I would not be surprised no if something not to this extent and I'm curious if you would be angry or if you would be I think like, I would laugh about it okay <laughs> I think I would call I would be like excuse me yeah. I need to call Bridget <laughs> I can't wait I'm like can we just, just can we talk about this for a second <laughs> I was like I called it pause <laughs> yeah actually he and i had a conversation if he ever listens to this podcast he's like that bitch is crazy I and still so in love with me which like for the record i am not no um but 
we had a conversation like years ago about like what would you do if one of us was gonna marry the wrong person we like had this conversation Whoa. which was like weird and i was like you better not fucking do anything. I know. It's like, what do you want me to say? Also, I'm gonna, like, who are you to decide the wrong person? It's like, I'm going to kick the door down, break down, break up the wedding. Like, He's going to go to room 625 and <laughs> slap him right back. Anyway. I'm glad we have this archive of, like, this two years of I our know. lives. Me like, Because so much just, so we'll talk about that in the, in the after. We have seven yeah. minutes to go. Let's get her. Let's get Maybe her Maybe we should do, like, a wrap-up episode. For sure. You know? Like, post-series, pre-movies. Yeah, we can do that for sure. So Carrie says, I miss New York. Take me home. Duh. And he's like, yeah. I do like how just like happy they are to be with each other. You know, like it's not just about love and romance. Like he's he's like taking care of her in this way, which is uh, a good setup. Chinese food. So Charlotte's like, honey, I'm a bad wife. I ordered Chinese. Come get it. And Harry comes in the room and he's like, he's I got something from China awful. too. Which is a weird line. A weird way to say it. And we see their beautiful daughter. They're giving us a baby. Six months. She's a gorgeous little dumpling. She's probably going to be, I don't know, one when they get her. Maybe not oh, quite. Oh, he doesn't say dumpling. I guess I God like, remembered oh, no. our address. Oh, no, that was me. Sorry, <laughs> that was not an intentional like, term. I, like, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Truly. She just is a little dumpling. She's so sweet. So cute. And so we they'll do probably get to get meet her, when she's her about, in the movie. Oh, fun. When she's about one. And, and, and Charlotte, I'm starts. Crying. I know this This part made me cry. Charlotte starts crying because she, she's like, that's our baby. I, I know, know it's it. our baby. I, I have chills. It. I have goosies. I really do all over. That's our baby. That's really our baby. And Harry's crying too. And I'm she's so, happy so for Charlotte. sweet. And I know. She like can't even, she like can't close her mouth. She's crying. So she's just like so overcome with emotion. It's this, really These sweet. like little vignettes of the three know, women ending all me. made me cry. And like see watching. Yes. Yes. And Magda just comes into Miranda and goes, what you did. That is love. Referring to Miranda Mary. bathing Mary and kept bringing her back because they she decides not to tell. Because Magda's been there the whole long and she's just like, you, you love. Because Miranda's whole thing is about how she's not open. And she's like, b- you know, bitter and whatever. And Magda's been there from day one when she was, you know, hiding vibrators away. And she says, let's not make a big deal of it to Steve. It had just upset him. Which and is Magda, also love. Mm-hmm. And Magda nods. Uh, Cynthia Nixon, Tony, I mean, Grammy Award winner Cynthia Nixon her head. gives such a beautiful performance because I I remember there's like an acting principle, whatever, that sometimes almost crying mm-hmm. is more effective yes. than crying. And I think that that it's is really ex- sweet. Okay. Although realistically, if they're actually worried about her health and safety, Steve should probably know that she's like leaving the house and wandering the streets alone. But like, I get it. That is love. I love it. I'm too practical for this show. I'm sorry, and then, everyone. The best moment of oh, the whole God. fucking episode. So we wanted so, you wanted Big to fly to Paris to get Carrie. This is no, way no, 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 fam. Honestly, Smith, this is way better. Jared, and he has earned every second of this. Smith Jared comes flies home. back from it's Canada. He comes into the apartment. He wakes. Um, he like crawls into bed and wakes Samantha up. Just and she's really like, quickly. What's happening? Continuity. Samantha is obviously a multiple takes later because she already has tears in her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> she says. Um, he's like, he's I like, I flew back to tell you something. I, I love you. And she goes, you, you flew, flew back, back to tell me that. And he says, can you think of a better reason? And, and she he like rubs her shoulder in the he's best line of the show. Says, says, no, I can't. And then she's crying. She says, you have meant more to me than any man I've ever known. Which is exactly, I mean, that is like, she's meeting him back on his level every way she can. And she doesn't and say she, I um, love you back, no, but she says that. But that's which it. And Smith knows what that means. And then. They have sex as a flower. Blooms. Well, or at least they roll over and are making out. And there's one of the, I don't think they are tulips. It's something else. Yeah. No. It's, um, but they're blooming. The first bloom of spring. 
It's so fucking sweet. And like I said, Smith has earned every second of that. He has taken such unbelievable good care of Samantha. And she has grown up because of him. Which is ironic the best part. because he's a little younger mm-hmm. than her. So they're back at Carrie's apartment, which thanks to Alex has been paid for. She's wearing an extremely this. weird sweater. She has pockets on her boobs. Boob pockets. Boob pockets. Boob pockets. And, and big then we get a throwback to the first. He's like, you know, I don't have anywhere to stay. And she's like, oh, you he says, you come know, up? I don't live here anymore. And the Four Seasons won't check you until one. Oh, did you want to come up? Like, why did he get back in the car? Really lucky for Carrie that she had a man to pay for each I of her know. flight to and from Paris. Uh-huh. And then he says the iconic, absolutely. And he gets back out of the car. And they go upstairs. Carrie can't stop grinning. She really cannot get and over herself. That's pretty cute. So the next day, this is iconic. I, I should have known by Samantha's haircut that this is coming. The three ladies are having lunch. We don't hear anything from them. And Carrie comes in and they all scream. They are I think it's so interesting happy to I see I just her. like I can't think about anything knowing that Samantha, Samantha and like yeah. Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker like cannot work together. I know. Samantha hugs her first. It's pretty cute. And like we're learning all about them. <laughs> Carrie is wearing maybe two different shirts, a very intensely beaded one. And um, it's a, dress a dress over it. It's really weird. It's very strange. And they walk but, down you know, the street and they're back. They walk. They leave lunch, all of, or all of them together. And it's just the four of them walking down the street together. And Carrie. Those that are old and familiar. Those that bring up a lot of questions. Carrie is back at her laptop. And it's like, it's, she's those saying Those that like, bring you somewhere unexpected. Which is Harry and Charlotte. With their dogs. And then those, those that, that bring, bring you far from, from where, where you started. started. Miranda and Steve. And Brady. It's a montage. And then oh, Samantha fucking Smith Jared, which like, okay, we'll but take it. But it's those that bring you back. And, those and the flowers have all bloomed and we have the like and aria type. Samantha like screaming orgasms and Smith is jackknifing out of bed because they can't just let them have their gorgeous moment. But the most challenging and significant relationship of all is, is the, the one, one you, you have, have with, with yourself. yourself. And... In an iconic television moment, it. we get a ring from a phone call from Carrie. Bring, bring, Caller bring. Caller ID says, John. And, and then she, she answers, answers the phone. And whose voice is it on the other line but Mr. Mr. Big. Big. And he tells her he's listing his Napa house on the market. And, and Carrie does. laughs, laughs, laughs and struts down the street and continues talking to John, which fuck me. Also, didn't I specifically you say? You literally were like, what is it going to be like? Fucking John or something? That's how you sound to me. I, so thank you. Know. you. <laughs> That's my sexy voice. <laughs> I, th- I think it's so indicative of how lazy this show can be. Well, Bridget. Or maybe it's what Mr. Big deserves. He doesn't get to be more interesting than a John. That, my friend, is, is sex, sex in, in the, the city. city. Holy shit. The arcs. The Miranda arc. The Samantha arc, arc. The Samantha arc. Everyone gets a great arc, but Carrie. <laughs> um, no. Samantha gets a great half of a season. Fair. But yes. I would say, though, that even though it happens in the smallest amount of time, Samantha has changed, changes the most from the beginning of the series to It's the true. End. You're right. It is a very good arc, even though she has to wait for it. And um, I do, I'm really glad that despite the big stuff, Carrie ends on a note of like, it's about her relationship with herself. That feels important and at least makes the show a little less about But I do think it's weird that she says that as she's like getting a phone call from, from him. big. Yeah. It's true because they haven't supported any of, I mean, they haven't talked about what that relationship with herself is except I guess that she except that she um is writing again you know she's sitting back at her computer yeah, which is like because she they, never should have neglected that but it's like yeah it's it's bad the fact that she didn't even take her computer with her is like it's so so, so crazy weird. yeah 
Ugh, Petrovsky turned out to be a disappointment. So I think you're right. I think we should do a wrap up episode yeah. where we dig into sort of the more maybe in, talk about like some of the of, arcs and some of, of the yeah because this is uh, we're already maybe at discuss some a favorite episodes. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that for you guys because we know you don't want us to go no, away. No. No. Um, and maybe we can do all this and get to a hundred episodes. Oh, that would be fun. Um, so Bridget, yes. Who did you resonate with in this episode? Um. Wow. I think. Okay, so I res- resonated a lot with Samantha. In fact, I've had that conversation, and I set up a relationship that functioned that way, and I meant it, you know, and it was very good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really have a Smith on the other side, but um, I resonated with Samantha. I resonated with – I definitely th- – I mean, that moment where she looks up and sees big and just the comfort or the surprise or the an impossibility of, like, someone being there in that terrible moment I, and her reaction to that, I would have too – um, I mean, a lot of parts of each of it, but it also does feel in some ways like this episode, episode encapsulates some of the, the difference of 10 years later, you know, the moments that they're ending the mm-hmm. season on the, the f- ends of their arcs are, you know, f- pretty far along from where we are at mm-hmm. 27 and 20, almost 27 and 26. Yeah. Newly 26. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I resonated with, with the, with that moment of Carrie as well. I just like, because you know what, even if despite everything, I'm sure that she had a moment running through her head where she's like, who's the person that I want to see right now? Yeah. And I'm sure that it is big. Even if she like isn't proud of it. Like I, I can. Well, because Im- we knew she'd been thinking about being in Paris with big. Yeah. I can imagine like being in distress and like just being like, wow, I wish I had like the comfort of mm-hmm. this person. And then you look up and see, I mean, the, like you manifest it. Um, We are all about manifesting right yes, now. Yes, we are. And I think. Yeah, I also think like Samantha and this, but it's different. I think our and yours is different too. I I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe not. But like I can feel, I can see myself doing that in like a like. Oh, what am I trying to say? I can see myself doing that and out of fear, whereas I do mm. think that Samantha is doing it out of well, also a fear out of fear, mm-hmm. but like a different level of fear. Yeah, I think it's like a, I don't want you to think that I am that I want more out of this relationship than you. But I when I genuinely think that Samantha's like I can't provide this for you right now, and I, and want I you know to that it's it. important because yeah. I know it would be important to me. Yeah, where I think I would be like, and I'm sure I've done this. I'd be like, if you want to, I I have done this. Mine was at the more start at of, the start yeah. of my relationship, my long long term relationship. He was abroad. And I was like, I don't want to start a relationship like this. Like, yeah. you, like, go do your thing. And then, like, someone tried to hook up with me. And I think – and, like, we both had a conversation, like, two, three weeks in where we were like, I don't want – I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want you to do that. I, mm-hmm. I, like, I remember that and being in that situation, too, where you're like, you do, like, have these strong, strong feelings. You do love this person. Mm-hmm. And you don't – But circumstances, you know, aren't always easy. And I resonated a little bit with the um the side of it, too, that's like, you know, she doesn't want – him to resent her she yeah. doesn't want him to absolutely you know, yeah so yeah um maybe i'm gonna end up with like a smith i mean i would love i that. feel like that. yeah adored and pursued baby um plopability i think um i 
I think most of the Paris thing would play out differently in the world of like technology and internet that we have today. I don't think Carrie ever would have like left her work behind in that way. No. And she wouldn't be so cut off from all of her people. No, she would be able to talk to them more because texting and just like accessibility. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte played it out pretty similarly. Yeah, I don't, agreed. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know the intricacies no. of adoption in but this day and age. But I similar. Yeah, I think Samantha too. Yeah. Um, plays out similarly. I think Miranda. I think I uh, yeah. think Carrie's is the only one that's really affected by like the development of, of technology and time. True. And I also think it's because Carrie's is constructed to get to a certain point as mm-hmm. opposed so they like had to make certain circumstances, you know, like yeah. as opposed to feeling a little bit more natural. But I think it, it becomes very and like obviously Carrie's always the protagonist, but I think it yeah. becomes very clear in the last half of the series. Of this season specifically, that like this it's is about Carrie's all story. And, and, oh, yeah. I oh. disagree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, I think we, I think the vignettes we got of each of them though are yeah. like them off in their lives. You know, like it is about the four of them, but it's like, you know, what their individual lives look like. But but it's very Carrie heavy. And I'm do I am glad that it ends with the four of them. Yes. Well, I guess it ends with Carrie on her own. But I'm I'm glad that with that John. that scene where. Big and her go up to her apartment isn't the last scene of the yes, series. Same. Very or like much that so. scene in Paris isn't the last scene of the series, which yeah. it very easily I think could have been. Mm-hmm. No, but it, it yeah the ser- the series owed more to the setup of its friendship and of Carrie being a writer in New York. You know she had to go back to New York yeah. and all of that. Bridget, how many Darren stars do you give this episode? Honestly, like seven point five. Mm. I didn't like the play out of the Petrovsky storyline, uh, all of that, which is so much of this. Um, the most compelling parts of it to me are the other three until kind of big shows up because I can buy into like, I don't hate it all the way around and I can buy into the way the show has made it feel sort of inevitable, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can see how watching it live and watch and you know, in the time it was in would have been, I think I probably would have loved big, you know, in whatever way I was like, predisposed in the way that I came. I watched this series finale live. That's when I was 11 years old. Oh my God. With whom? With my sister. Damn. Yeah. I mean, 11 years old, I would have found that like the most romantic thing in the whole world. So. And look at where I am now. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? Darren Stars? I think I give it 8.5. Mm-hmm. I think everything except the Petrovsky, which I think is like a huge. I, a, I, I think it, do eight. I think it's a five. huge knockdown. Yeah. But I think that everything else does a really good job of wrapping up. I, I agree. Um, I might even give it nine. Okay. I'm sticking with my eight, but I like that. Um, so our our lovely listeners, I have a question for you. Um, I so we're gonna do a wrap up episode where we sort of look back on the series and like a, and probably the movies. Then after that, we'll do the movies after. But specifically for the wrap up mm-hmm. episode, email us, DM us. Text us your questions, thoughts. What do you want to know feelings. about, like what we feel about something specific? Or if you have like specific feelings about something, I would love to hear them. Yeah, I like discuss and other we'll perspectives. Post, we'll post about this on social media mm-hmm. too. Um, but I would, I think we would really love to like get, hear from you hear guys. From you guys, yeah. And and if and when you reach out, it would be um, lovely if you provided a little bit of your like Sex and the City context. You know, I'm yeah. curious, like. How you came to it and how long you've known it and all And also, that. what show you want us to do next? We're thinking about keeping it like early 2000s. Um, yeah, we, we want to keep it like us a, talk about a plopability. Mars, but yeah, exactly. But something like we've, we're very excited by the idea of the OC. So let us know what you think if there's a show that you're like, wow, I'd really love to hear their hot takes on this. Or, uh, yeah, a show that you 
um, either have watched recently or watched in the time. Yeah. And would love to revisit. Or think it would be, like, compelling to revisit. And Bridget, if I wanted to find you on social media, how could I do that? That is such a great question. You can find me um, posting content entirely created by Brooke Weisman <laughs> at, um, on Instagram at BridgetM37 and on Twitter posting content out of the deep recesses of my brain at Mrs. Burt Macklin. What about you, my sweet? You can find me. I'm going to flip it. You can find me on Twitter at Brooke <laughs> underscore Wiseman. Uh-huh. Um, usually just retweeting Bridget's tweets. And you can find me on Instagram posting content that I've curated myself uh-huh. for me uh-huh. with my hashtag brand. No, just kidding. Um, I like your hashtag brand. My hashtag brand is strong. Strong. Um, mm, strong. At Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. And if you put... An underscore on my Instagram, I will... Send you to Paris by yourself. (laughs) I mean, don't make that promise. I don't have the means to do that. Only Carrie would find that a punishment. Um... And then collectively, you can find us at Splat Podcast Everywhere. on Twitter and Instagram. Please do reach out. And we Gmail, love you guys. Please, please reach out. We, we appreciate all of the interaction we've had before. And this is the critical moment where we... And just like in the home stretch, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please. We love you. <laughs> um, and that is it. That is literally Splat, guys. That is Splat. Fiend. <laughs>